0: Will you join me in the Party party Pledge of Allegiance? Allegiance. I I pledge allegiance to the party
1: of the United Party Party of Parties, and And to to the party party for which it stands, one party, under party, 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 with party and party for all. Richard, how's it going? Really good. Really good. I feel really good too. Feeling good, looking good. You know what I'm really uh, feeling good about? Um,
0: I have a I have a suspicion.
1: <laughs> it's Andrew WK's latest album announced today. Yes. Uh, yeah. Called called. You are not alone. No, you're not alone. You're not alone. You're that's an a, interesting
0: name huh
1: it is and uh the album cover artwork the track listing as well as this very uh, perfectly written and uwk themed description of the album which is in and of itself just fantastic
0: <laughs> right uh
1: what are your thoughts on on everything
0: well it's uh you know it's it's weird to digest all I'm still processing and digesting it like it's hard to uh I'm like trying to put this puzzle piece fit it into this uh a massive jigsaw puzzle mm-hmm. but um did you watch the video that went along with it I did okay, so I don't know if I'm being influenced by that video like those artists because they they worked like a lot in fantasy in the fantasy genre and whatnot yeah but yeah. um but not only like the artwork, but also like the track listing. I'm getting like this progressive rock vibe. Is that? I don't know if that was just hmm. me, but like, um, yeah, like because uh, like Dragon Force, you know, like all, all these um, progressive rock. I feel like that genre is uh, is kind of into this that that fantasy artwork slaying dragons like on the album sure. cover like looking into the dragon's eyes and um the track listing is very like uh out of the out of the oblivion and stuff i
1: was like what yeah so like <laughs> a li- yeah totally the track the track list um all kinds of things that don't have the word party in them right yeah you know like you're Not Alone, Confusion and Clarity, Beyond Oblivion, Total Freedom, Break the Curse, The Devil's On you. Like, wait a second. It was like, most of these songs don't have, I mean, obviously the first one was called The Power of Partying. Great. You know, and Party Mindset. The party never dies. But, there's like a lot of stuff going on in this, on in these this, <laughs> I mean, songs that aren't explicitly about partying.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, uh... <clears throat> I've, I'm getting like a of the vibe like i said this is a lot to digest and process and yeah. it's maybe premature to really talk about this stuff but just like first reactions if, right if everyone understands that these are just like first reaction thoughts i think we're in the safe zone but um yeah like i kind of feel like this is a uh the wolf like if we were to amplify that times 10 you know it's like the themes of the wolf like are kind of a little bit more heavy or grandiose or like speak to the human soul. And then this is like, whoa, we're talking about like the cosmos and like, uh,
1: (laughs) like getting heavy, like getting deep, which I think we've we've kind of talked about before a little bit and how like the, the difference between I get wet and the wolf was, was significant. Well, I don't know if it's significant, but there was definitely this I get wet was very much surface level partying where, the wolf was like, wait a second, there's a, uh, another level that he's trying to get at. And this appears to be even deeper in getting into the mythology of partying or like the, um, I mean, all of the spiritualness of partying or, or something, you know?
0: Right. Right. Yeah.
1: He has that, um,
0: new song called music is worth living for. Yeah. And he played it live in mexico and it was recorded from the soundboard and, and i wrote down the uh the lyrics to the song and um let's see where where did i write that down i know i wrote that down somewhere um the lyrics are pretty like pretty crazy oh
1: mm-hmm. here we go let me
0: let me read some of this to you <clears throat> well i guessed okay uh Higher power that I can't deny makes me feel so high, like the glorious sound of God coming down like a lightning rod. Give me the will to love, so below and times above, the only way I'll survive makes me want to stay alive.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, right. You know, like, NAWK has had, like, a, um, he's been, vocal about depression in articles and about himself right about he's like admitted to having been depressed himself right yeah and i, I kind of yeah. get the feeling that like a lot of this is like therapy kind of music or you know like especially like you know more music is worth living for right right yeah it's like this uh there's a, there's
0: a lot of like uh breakthrough feeling like um overcoming stuff or right maybe uh You know, triumph of your um, your own self. You know, fighting your demons, that kind of stuff is. uh, Yeah. And to be fair, I feel like uh, like uh, that is Andrew WK's career is. uh, It may not be so obvious to a lot of people, but um, as a fan that's watched it, it is a little bit like, oh man, I hope. I hope uh, we come out alive, you know, and we come out on top. And he yeah. doesn't, and we just don't throw in the towel and and we say we're done. He's like, uh, it's been since 2006, I think it was his his last full length album that had like rock and roll songs in him that was released in the United States. So we're talking a long time. There, yeah, everything else, there's been a lot of baggage and
1: stuff, and he's had a lot of time to think about which songs to put on this, right? Absolutely. Yeah. For uh, sure. And I mean I I love the the uh the cover. I think it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like all what kinds you... of mysteriousness to it. He's he's like in a neighborhood with the microphone in his waist with like so it's all <laughs> it's very kind of uh it's like abstract but yeah. Being in a neighborhood with, like, the stars and stuff, it kind of, it's like, uh, I don't know, kind of relatable, you know? It's like, yeah, I, I mean, I grew up on, in streets that look like that, you know? Right. And then there's always, you, it seems like there's these kinds of, like, uh, Easter eggs or, or, I don't know, like, the there's a silhouette of a person in a window behind him, <laughs> <laughs> right? And there's, like, he's looking at a weird dragon that's just, like, hanging out on someone's lawn.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he's in between them,
1: right? He's like – Oh, yes.
0: He's in the street. He's in between these two things, like a shadow. Is it a sh- his own shadow in the window? It, what, like, it looks like a, maybe the, a Bigfoot or maybe it's his shadow. <laughs> I <don't know.
1: laughs> totally. I feel why, like – Why is Bigfoot in the window? I feel like I want to have a larger resolution image and zoom in and see if there aren't like little more secret things. Like I'm trying to look in these other windows – of the other houses behind him or like there's a car, you know, or there's these reflections. It's kind of like in those children's books where they just like the, the, the um, artists like draw in little like Easter eggs. Right. And it's like, I'm looking for like, ah, there's probably some like, I'm looking for some deeper meaning in in some kind of Easter eggs that are hidden or something. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Um, let's see. it's, It's very exciting. I think like on his website, You know, he has this whole explanation of the new album. I don't know what you would call this. I'm assuming this is written by him, Um, although he's talking about himself in the third person, if it is. Um, But it's like, uh, he says, his music, always a music of extremes, is relentlessly upbeat and celebratory while also exploring contradiction and confusion. It's like, what does that mean? You know, (laughs) like, (laughs) uh, a music of extremes... I don't know. Celebratory, upbeat, contradicting and confusing. Yeah, I'd say that's it's pretty accurate. He, he's he's blown
0: it out in every direction. That's, it's <laughs> like it, yeah.
1: it's like uh it's just everything is wide and large. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, the scope the, the scope of this encompasses everyone and everything. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one who should not enjoy this.
0: <gasps> yeah, exactly. At, but at the same time, telling his own personal story, so he's like the most relatable human being imaginable. Yeah, he he's we, like because he we've a, all been there. We've yeah. all been we've all faced that little dragon thing that's in your lawn on the sidewalk. <laughs> you know, we've all been, stared that
1: thing in the eye before. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, he can be that mythic person who stands between, you know that dragon and the confusion and contradiction and extremes of life
0: right right i also i also love the like the the cosmos behind them like the stars and. oh yeah i think that's all uh that gives a good vibe you know i like that vibe
1: me too i totally
0: yeah i really dig it so yeah i'm totally excited it's uh
1: it's uh it's just great it's just amazing what it is i think you know like uh music videos are going to be shortcoming i'm sure uh you know the first single or like a pre-release uh so i mean we've got what about four months or so
0: january yeah december january March. yeah that sounds
1: well three months really about three months Three months of all kinds of anticipation and wondering, and, and lots of little—I'm sure—little um, uh, mini releases of things before the full release. You know?
0: Yeah, a single would be awesome to like. I'm because we've heard clips of like the music, like in the video this today. There was like that intro piece, which was like a new piece of music, and then in the, his taco guitar, we had like a little bit of. Uh, um, tease of music um but we haven't heard the vocals yet really anything and and that's what i'm curious to hear is if uh how the vocals are going to sound
1: yeah because that can really make or break it right
0: yeah for sure
1: yeah there's nothing that happens sometimes and it's like hard to understand why but like a band you like has a singer who sounds a certain way on multiple albums and then that new album And all of a sudden it's like mixed differently or the producer or the whoever it was, like the singer just sounds different for some reason. You're like, what, why does he sound different? It's like, it ruins it.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: Cool. Well, great, great. So uh, moving on, we had uh, a new segment that was, we didn't do last time, but the time before that called, what would Andrew WK do? Uh we said that we would rotate since so it's your turn to ask the question and for me to answer what would Andrew w k do all
0: right, so I have a uh i'm probably gonna have to go get a uh, root canal coming up soon or at minimum like a uh, cavity filled. Mm. and i'm not looking forward to it so um what can what can I do to put myself in the state of mind? To first of all, make the appointment because I don't want to do this. Uh-huh. Uh, to make the appointment and then also um, like endure the dentist if I have this this fear. So,
1: mm-hmm. uh, what would Zach, Andy, what, what would, Zach, what, yeah. would do? <laughs> what would Andrew WK do? What would Andrew WK do? Do he need? He has got needs to There's do some, a fear of, I have the fear of this de- yes. of this
0: dentist. I don't want to do this thing. And actually being at the dentist, how would I how would I make myself in, in the best state of mind possible?
1: Well, I think uh, Andrew definitely wouldn't neglect his teeth. I think he would definitely uh, <laughs> say that oral hygiene is a top priority and is not something to, you know, neglect. Um so he would definitely set the appointment uh and and not shirk that you know necessary thing to get done uh the next thing i think andy wk would do is is he would um you know i think he would just like go go into it with full like um like I Like with the, with the attitude of like, let's get the most out of this experience as possible. You know, like let's enjoy the, the nice spray of water that goes along your teeth when they do that part. Let's, let's try mm-hmm. and enjoy the sound of the buzzing. Let's accept the feeling of discomfort when they're like pulling your mouth open with their like lip, lip retractors. Like live in the moment and just take everything in and, and just like maximize your experience. Like you don't try and go somewhere else in your mind or try and like imagine you're (laughs) somewhere else. You're like in the moment and accepting all of the discomfort and relief and everything exactly for what it is.
0: Okay. So don't push it away. The pain, just Mm -hmm. like focus in on the pain and really try to, to feel as much possible pain <laughs>
1: <laughs> because by doing that you'll have that much more uh, you know uh, alleviation from pain or that much more you know excitement when the pain is gone <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs>
0: okay yeah it, just like we're talking about exploding it out you know blowing everything out <laughs> and, and making life as big as possible feeling all the feels that you can. I, I see what you're saying now. Thank you. I'm yeah. going to try that.
1: Yeah. I think, Ooh. you know, uh, life is happening to us all the time and to, to try and like not live each moment as it exists, is, you know, and, and try to avoid or, you know, there's no avoiding you're always in the present. So, uh, every moment should be taken advantage of.
0: Yeah, it's like being self aware. Like how do you be self aware hundred percent of the time and not just like go through the habitual emotions that we have and and uh you know, just be apathetic and, and try to not feel you know, we I feel like a lot of times we go through life and, and try to not feel things, you know.
1: Yeah. Just
0: just just squeak by without feeling anything at all and then uh that's you succeed. But that's not the Andrew WK way. <laughs> that's right that's not the human life way. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to call up that dentist uh, first thing in the morning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. What if, uh, what's, let's twist
0: this. What would Andrew WK do literally? Not like you and not us hypothetically answering, but like, <clears throat> let's say, uh, let 's uh, put Andrew W k in a situation himself, so like i 've always wondered because he's a he 's a pianist like what would happen if he got in like this terrible car record and he like uh, or like um, he was like on a sawmill and had an accident on a saw and he like chopped up all of his fingers mm-hmm. like all his fingers got chopped off what would what would you do then
1: well, I remember uh he like broke his ankle or something once, right? And was like, and still went on on tour, but just like, partied hard in his wheelchair. Do you remember that? Ah, uh, yeah, yep. He
0: would, you may, you bring up a, a good a good point.
1: He had that. Uh, it was like a video, like a documentary video, like a a live concert DVD. What was that called? Who Who knows? Is that what it was called?
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. N.W.K. Who knows? I saw that. I saw. Uh, I went to a. Screening of that movie in California, and Andrew WK was to play piano after the video got done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, we were, we were like in this small little venue, and we're all sitting like in these folding chairs, and we watch the whole video, and then the screen and then the piano is playing at the end of it, and the screen comes up, and we're all like, "What?" And it's Andrew WK sitting at the piano behind the screen playing. And he plays for a little while, and then he does like his like where he just keeps getting crazier and crazier, and starts like moving all over the place, crazy. And then he uh-huh. runs off stage. He like stands up, I think, for a moment with like his hair all over his face, sends her like a statue, and then uh-huh. run, and then ran off stage. That was
0: weird. That was a
1: weird time. And then everyone was like, "Yeah, cool," Cause, and he would, he had played for maybe I don't know four or five minutes. And we're like, cool, yeah. And then we're like, Encore, and then like clapping, and then kinda like, well, where'd he go? And then it's like forever. Like thirty minutes later, everyone's like, Is this I guess it's over? And then you kinda w I feel like eventually I left. And he never came back on stage. I don't know if I should have waited longer, but I feel like everyone just started filing out slowly. It was like, Okay, I guess this is done, he's not coming back. Because it was like a really long time. Huh. Anyway, yeah, that, that w- was a bit of a tangent. But it was in that Who Knows video, I think, that he's, like, in a wheelchair, like, rocking hard. So I would imagine, fingers or not, NWK finds a way to uh, keep going. And he would duct tape the, the microphone to his hand if he needed to. <laughs>
0: uh, that was a great answer. Thank you. <laughs> cool, cool. Cool. Well, this is uh, another segment. It's uh, we're kind of riffing off of uh, Jimmy Kimmel's mean tweets, but I thought it'd be funny to uh, um, go through this with with you. Um, I wanted to go and and read through Amazon reviews mm-hmm. on Andrew WK's "I Get Wet" album. Yeah, and then these go all the way. It's kind of cool because Amazon's not. It wasn't the same as it is today back then, you know, like it's a, uh, it's a whole different piece now, but these reviews still are intact and I think it's kind of hilarious. So what I've done is I'm, I've clicked on the one star review, only the one star reviews for WKS. I Get Wet album. and I'm going to read some of them to you.
1: Okay, great. Yeah. I think this is a really funny idea.
0: Okay. So, um, okay. This is from, Oh, it doesn't say the name, but this is December 7th, 2002. It says Andrew WK is the Robert Frost of metal. <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> it says, "Wow, this has to be the most pathetic record I've ever heard in my life." Just think, for only fifteen dollars, you get to listen to some skanky grease monkey bang <laughs> his head and sing about parties. This guy is very diverse lyrically vocabulary. That doesn't make sense. He starts off the parties, then moves on to parting, and then finishes off with parting till he pukes. Andrew WK, the Robert Frost of heavy metal. Did I mention the awesome musical composition as well? Every bloody song sounds the same, and Andrew has failed to realize that there is more than one key on a piano. It's lame. It's a joke. It's just really, it just really sucks bad. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't ruin your CD collection by adding this piece of crap. And in the great words of WK, party
1: hard. Let's get a party going. Yeah.
0: So there's that guy. (laughs) That's,
1: that's pretty funny. I I like the, um, the reference of, of ruining your CD collection. That kind of dates it. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think anyone in 2017, almost 2018 would say, Oh, you definitely don't want this on your shelf of CDs. (laughs) I don't think that's a thing anymore.
0: Uh, yeah. I don't know if these are all funny, but, um, they are just uh, don't – they don't get it, obviously. Yeah. So let's see if we can find another going – or another – I should say another crappy one. Um. Okay. This is the most vapid – Okay, if you buy this, you suck is the title by Brian Newberry. <laughs> July, July 23, 23, 2002. This is the most vapid and pathetic CD I've ever heard, ever. The only reason I'm reviewing this is to prevent any self-respecting music fan from the humility of I am experiencing right now as I listen to this CD at work. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let anyone ever see you in close proximity to this CD. Any cred you've no doubtedly spent years on building will be blown instantly. The best part about the album, besides the cover, I have a feeling that it was taking me in the to go blah, blah 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 yeah
1: so there's that guy <laughs> uh let's do one more
0: let's see if i can find another going one. so
1: i i see a theme in both of these and the idea that like yeah i get what album is just this repetitious uh single like monotone um message that's just kind of like boring i guess
0: <laughs> yeah yeah here, here we go this is uh rafael d silva june 25th 2004 sounds like ck cky with a gay sound <laughs> terrible pop punk feel and cky ripping off with the vocals i really thought it sucked i really i'm really not used to listening to something that sounds so fun and happy oh don't bother this sucks
1: so, so. <laughs> so they were acknowledging that it sounds fun and happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that sucks because but like suck. that's a gay sound. Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> also dates it, man. People don't say this. Think things are gay anymore.
0: Well, this one's uh, this one's clever. Um, he's responding to the re- to the reviewers in a way. The title is uh, "You can tell how bad it is." dot 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 by nicholas kent november 26 2008 you can tell how bad it is by the fact that nearly all the reviewers of this cd have a sixth grade grasp of grammar and punctuation so that's a diss on WK (laughs) and
1: fans that proves it yeah so so richard what what uh what don't these people understand what how are they not hearing what you hear Oh wow I don't even It's you know
0: It's kind of one of those things That I find uh, It's opinion So like It's kind of silly to argue You know These these guys are just as valid As I am in a way Right like Let's say my favorite color is red Mm -hmm. And your favorite color is blue Like How can we argue Which color is better You know Sure It's It's an art It's art It's music and uh I have an opinion and taste and you have an opinion and taste. And so neither of us is right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Like how can how can you say blue is better than red or vice versa, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I I think I've heard somewhere that uh or maybe this is from my own brain, I don't remember, where art is to make you feel something. Like it if, if someone makes something, no matter what it is, and it causes an emotional reaction in you, then I think that you should give that thing some credit and be like, wow, that's good. Even if, even if the feeling it gives you is sadness, like, you know, a a sad movie, if you go to a sad movie and it makes you cry, I would say it's a good movie. It like achieved its goal, you know? Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I like that. So I don't know. Maybe these these people just you know the music just didn't make them feel anything, uh, which is surprising. I can't imagine it not just um, feeling fun. Yeah. Well, it, it they felt something enough to
0: get online and, and write a review. Yeah, here, that's here, a good point. here's a here's this guy um, Sean Garland, April twenty two thousand two. Anyone who bought this disc will be placing it on their shelf. Alongside of who let the dogs out. (laughs) So. Well, all right. Thank you. Thank you. Haters of 2002. Yeah. For giving us some content for this podcast in 2017. Mm -hmm. Thank you.
1: I thought that. Yeah, that was funny.
0: Thank you. Brian Newberry, Ross Reynolds, Ortiz Gonzalez, C Curley, Lather Zap. (laughs) um alabaster jones okay cool so that's that segment cool i thought that'd be fun maybe we can read more another time
1: yeah yeah let's do it um the next thing i thought i have thought about before is is this... that one second pause pause your uh
0: your mic's um rubbing and stuff oh sorry i think maybe if you're moving it's. i have a i
1: have a high collared fleece on right now ah that's what it was. I could
0: tell Micah, it's probably a fleece. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, okay. So yep. what's the story with k's clothes? Do you know, have any, uh, any idea why he always wears the same thing and why he chooses to wear what he wears?
0: Um, <clears throat> kind of, I have like, uh, his, his version and then, uh, yeah i do Do you, you are you asking me or you no, uh,
1: no i'm asking
0: oh okay so what I've heard is that you know like in metal um music everyone's like wearing black right and so like you're in a dark venue usually there's like a dark curtain behind you and uh all the guys are wearing black and you're just like fade into the stage so Andrew w k um this is in there's a book out there called um uh, Andrew WK, I Get Wet, thirty third and the third. It's like a book series, and it's all about like the the creation process of his first album, I Get Wet, and it was written by this guy named Philip Crandall. And he, this is, I'm really stretching my brain here, um, but I believe that he got the idea from. Uh, this guy in this band called Fisher Spooner, and um, this guy was wearing all white. Or this this yeah, like the the front man to that band was wearing all white when he performed, and so he kind of um, got the idea from him. And the Fisher Spooner, it was just like a one one off type thing, right? And uh, but he saw that, and he he like clung, clung to it, and so that's why he chose um the all white get up
1: i guess um to just kind of be like to, to stand out to pop yeah, out on the stage break the cliche a little bit maybe or something right right mm-hmm. well because i i i uh, have you ever heard of the idea of having a personal uniform um no so this is like an idea i think it kind of comes out of Silicon Valley a little bit because some people point to Steve Jobs as having a personal uniform where he would wear like the black turtleneck and the dad jeans and the white sneakers. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like, that's all Steve Jobs would wear for like a few years or so. Like that's all he wore. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it became like kind of a, a meme or I don't know, some kind of a thing. And then there's been other people who have, uh, a personal uniform and a lot of times like if you just google this personal uniform you'll find a bunch of different examples of people celebrities and i think even the president former president barack obama had like i read something about him talking about how he he never uh chooses what he wears uh like he just oh, he has the same like a closet full of all the same stuff that he puts on every day because um when you when you don't have to make a choice, that's like one less choice to make, one less uh, uh, drain of willpower or cognitive effort on your brain so that you can leave your brain up, leave all that extra energy, whatever small amount of energy that is in picking your clothes, use it towards something else. So like okay. Steve Jobs never had to think about what he was going to wear and therefore he, he was able to put, any of that reclaimed time into thinking about the next iPod or something, right? Right, right. And, uh, I relate to that a little bit. I think that there's some value to that, but also personally, I like the idea of personal uniforms because I just dislike clothes in general. Um, what do you mean by that? Well, I don't mean like, uh, I think I would prefer to be naked, but (laughs) I mean (laughs) like, I hate, I hate thinking about clothes. I hate buying clothes. I hate going into stores and waiting in a line in front of the cash register to hand them, to put my clothes on the counter and then have them like look at me and then have them – I have to give them my credit card and then they swipe it. and You know what I mean? Like the whole – Yeah. It feels like I've lost. I don't know how – why I feel like I've lost but it feels like they've won somehow and they're, they've finally tricked me and I've been duped. <laughs> right. And, and so – I've had a, some, I, I, for a while, for about two years, I wore, I had a set of t shirts with the days of the week printed on them.
0: I was going to bring that up. I was going to say this because I remember you having that uh, business, I don't know if, yeah, like a business venture kind of thing where yeah. you did that.
1: Yeah, it's no longer, but uh, it was called Minimalist Tees and it had just like Monday through Sunday printed on the front of the shirt. And, that, and I wore those shirts on each day for the appropriate day for around two years or so. Um, and then uh, the shirts kind of wore out. I didn't feel like um, I didn't feel like uh, going with it some more. And I got a new job, and I was like, okay, I'll go to the mall and I'll buy some new clothes. And for a little while, I bought new clothes. And now I've gotten back into it. I I have realized like I've just been annoyed. I hate buying. What well, here's another thing I hate about buying clothes is like when you buy something and then a week later, after it's gone through the wash or something, it doesn't quite fit the same, and you're just like, oh. I took a risk on this dumb thing. I paid fifteen bucks for the shirt or whatever it is, and now I just want to throw it away. And um, I just have very little patience. So, anyways, I have my uniform now. Is I wear black, slim, straight Dickie, Dickies pants. Okay. And a, a um, the T-shirt, crew, uh, fifty poly, fifty cotton T-shirt from American <clears throat> Apparel. It's just a blank t shirt blank t shirt yep and i have <laughs> i have like seven or eight colors of blank colored american apparel t shirts and the black pants, and then I wear uh black socks and black shoes
0: you know I think the 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 trickiest part of anything like this is is always gonna be the social stigma of like enduring people's like you know vibe they they give you. Um like uh
1: at work or wherever, like,
0: oh, he's wearing the same like six shirts that he wears he's worn for the past two years.
1: Well you know what Richard, let me tell you something I learned from Dr. Phil. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he said you'd care less about what people thought of you if you knew how little they did.
0: Uh. Doctor Phil's not—he—he he stole that from someone else. He's not smart.
1: <laughs> but you know, I think Doctor Phil's onto something. I think, uh, in my experience, I so I wear the same exact pants every single day, uh, and I've been wearing—I've got them on right now. I have not changed my pants for three weeks, or <laughs> four weeks, <laughs> and. Maybe people are talking behind my back about why I'm always wearing the same pair of pants, but I think in reality, no one has noticed or gives a crap that I've worn the same pants every day.
0: Hey, that, I mean, when I, I mean, you're, you're speaking uh, my language. I mean, when I put together a budget, like a personal budget for myself, clothing is always always at the very bottom of my list yeah. of things and it's uh yeah I I agree with you I understand like where um people want to take care of themselves and look good but I just don't like spending the money on it like if uh yeah. I mean once
1: you I find just, once you find what you like like I found the t-shirt it's a size large and it's long enough and it's 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 kind of slim fit I'm a skinny guy and it works, and it's like I figured it out. Yeah, yeah. I don't need you know, to go was... figure out what other T-shirt to get. I found it, or like I found the pants that I like. Why am I really going to try and figure out pants anymore? I figured it out. I'm done figuring out pants.
0: <laughs> right, you made the decision. It goes back to that uh, decision fatigue you're kind of talking about earlier. Right? Yeah, yeah. Done with it. And you know, one of the things that I I remember distinctly thinking as I grew into adulthood is I remember thinking this is cool because i like i've had the same pair of running shoes for like five years and uh they like i remember when growing up you you grow out of like your clothes your clothes rip they tear apart like your shoes you go through them so fast and i just remember constant that constant change of clothing you know Mm -hmm. like uh it was just constant of getting new clothes every single you know every single year you go out school shopping for new clothes blah blah like I've been wearing the same clothes for I don't know how many years now and they're still in pretty good condition and uh I remember thinking like wow this is like a cool perk of adulthood is I'm not growing anymore I'm like I've my body has been the same for the past 10 years or so and uh I'm still wearing those same clothes that I was 10 years ago so that's a really nice uh luxury of being an adult and not not growing. I guess as long as you're not getting fat, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. There is one uh, adults do tend to tend to grow uh, uh hor- horizontally, yeah. Um but I think you know, I think Andrew WK potentially uh, uh you know, is probably wears all white for that reason you said probably trying to like stand out and have a persona and you know, be unique on stage. But I bet you it also provides him the benefits that this idea of having a personal uniform provides of like, he can focus exclusively on partying and, uh, he doesn't have to let clothes, um, you know, get in in the the way. way. Yeah. It doesn't have to get in the way. Um, or yeah, or like it's like, uh, he's like a monk, or something like where the clothes, like he, when, when NWK is there, it's him. He's not trying to portray any other different version of himself, uh, or, or make a statement with his clothes. It's like, if he's ever going to make a statement, he'll make the statement, not his stuff that he purchased.
0: Right. Yeah. I, and even if, uh, that wasn't like a cognitive choice that he made, uh, he's probably benefiting from it anyway yeah
1: yeah, yeah so I you know if anybody listening or you you know give uh think about it personal uniform I think uh, as I get older like you I, I like the idea of not having to buy clothes because I don't grow anymore and once I found something I like I'm just gonna wear that and right. I mean granted this is a very privileged thing to say not everyone is fortunate enough to be able to choose what they wear every day you know Sometimes if you work at like at a bank or something, you have to like dress up or I'm lucky in that way where my job doesn't require me to actually uh, interface with customers or anything like that. Right. But anyways, yeah, personal uniform. nwk has got it figured out, I think.
0: You know, there's uh, it is, cause I've thought about, and I, I brought this up, I think in the last episode a bit about how like his clothes are almost like a, um, a costume in a way, kind of the same way that like, You know, uh, Marilyn Manson would put on a costume when he's going to perform or whatever. But there was also like this this period of time, and and you can go back and um, if you watch like the music video to Never Let Down, Mm -hmm. there was like this uh, there was like this year and a half gap, maybe two years, of where he like would wear instead of like the bleached white jeans or whatever. Like they were uh, they were more like blue like a faded blue jean like he looked like almost like a um like just a white collar or not white collar um blue collar (laughs) like i don't know like a construction worker guy almost (laughs) yeah it looked looked very more um a lot more i guess it was more subtle of a of a way that he approached it i don't know i don't know i don't know what the purpose was behind that or like um We could probably talk about that all day, but it was, it's just kind of a little interesting uh, fun fact that, yeah, he also, um, he's worn different clothes too, besides the, uh, the typical white pants, white shirt that we see 99% of the time. He looks like a painter.
1: (laughs) He does look like a painter. One that, um, got really dirty.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: if <laughs> if it's too white, then
0: he really looks like a painter. But yeah, when it's all trash, then it looks like he's been parting. Yeah, hard. Um,
1: so, <laughs> you you have uh, this idea about post posthumous recognition.
0: Yeah. So, um, before the before the album came out or the the new track listing, I was thinking a while back. Like, uh, I hope this this new album makes like this a huge splash. Right. But we had been kind of in a famine for the past um, number of years without any, at least on the music front. He obviously has been been doing lots of other stuff, but um, like his artistic, his core, I guess, talent or core thing that he's about is is music. And uh, I was just thinking in general, like how, how crazy would it be if you were like, um, or sorry, let me backtrack. So, like, with Andrew W.K., like, with being recognized, like, his talent, right? Like, uh, I wonder if he's, uh, if he'll receive the credit he deserves, um, or he'll be recognized, um, or go mainstream in our lifetime, you know, if he'll ever reach that level of like a household name and um you know top of the billboard charts and stuff like that and so that got me thinking about how how crazy would it be to be an artist and then way after the fact you only then you become recognized like even after you're dead you're mortally you're gone right Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden like i don't know some Library archivist pops in your CD or 100 200 years from now. I don't know. However, they're getting this stuff will be archived um, This person stumbles upon your your um, Your artwork and then they discover it and so I went back and I found like a, a list of of different artists who Who were not recognized in their lifetime mm-hmm. uh but do you have any thoughts on that like how would uh I don't know I just thought, I thought that was like kind of a fascinating concept to be an artist but not ever and and people love you after you're dead and after the it's been made but while you're alive you nobody likes it or nobody cares.
1: Yeah, like that's um Vincent van Gogh is like a really big example of that, right? Yep. Yeah, Vincent Van Yeah, that guy. It was like in poverty his whole life, and after he died, his painting of like a chair sells for fourteen million dollars or something.
0: Yeah, isn't that wild? Yeah, like, I
1: don't know, that and nice? it's like
0: it's like happy and sad at the same time. It's like yeah, you're like it's like wow, you get a all this work is is being recognized. You know, like in uh, you can like just p- people who love paint, you know, paintings can just like. Fawn over what he's done And look at his technique and dissect it I'm sure there's like people have just Dedicated their whole lives to dissecting Mans- Vincent Mango. Um That's just amazing
1: to me Yeah I, th- I think that uh, It seems like that would be A little bit more rare with music I think that There's lots of musicians obviously Like you think of uh, Like jazz musicians You know uh-huh. Who right. set a new precedent for innovation musically, uh, who were still huge at the time and now have passed away, but their music continues to be incredibly influential. That's definitely a thing. But the idea of someone having incredible music now, that after they die, it becomes... Well, there's there's the scenarios like with Nirvana where Kurt Cobain died. You know, he committed suicide
0: basically right. at the
1: peak of nirvana's uh popularity uh, it blew it up it,
0: that blew it up even bigger
1: yeah um okay so we well, be like completely well, undiscovered and then to die and then have and then become discovered i don't know i'm not sure if that's uh ever ha- really happened in any kind of like big degree or not i don't know
0: so not not in the modern sense not in uh well of course like um not right now I, You know actually now that you're saying that I remember there being like this Punk band that it, They were like um, They were all African American guys oh, And yeah. they were like emerging out of like This disco scene and they were like this Punk band I, remember, I saw were, that, like, that as a documentary right I, don't, I didn't see the documentary I just read Like this article a long time ago about it But I don't, I don't remember really much anything about it
1: Yeah I think the name of the band Is Death
0: Death, or okay,
1: something like monosyllabic like that, and uh, I think, yeah, and, and it was like this very like way too ahead of its time, so yeah, yeah. It's, so like the kind of yeah, it's like could Andrew W.K.'s music be too ahead of its time, right? Right, okay, so well, another
0: exa- a good example is uh, is Bach, so Bach, it's all relative, right? Because, and there's probably even historians who would like you know fight over you know what's what with with history but um so Johann Sebastian Bach was this is basically his story like he was known right almost like in a way that um Andrew WK is known or uh but he blew up way bigger than he ever was after he had died so he played for like you know he had concerts and um he was recognized as a composer but now we recognize him as one of the greatest composers of all time. Right. And uh, so it is a little bit relative. You know, he wasn't like a complete unknown and neither is Andrew W.K. But um, I just think that how, how crazy will it be if like somewhere down the line, whether it's art, like uh, paintings or music or, you know, maybe some weird short film director, you know, these these types of things will get traction after way after the fact. And yeah. after the, the saddest <laughs> part is that they can no longer, well, they don't, they can't enjoy it themselves and, and see the success. But also as uh, the one consuming it is we can't get any more out of it. Like it's done, right? Like yeah. Johan, we can't get any more music from Bach. It's that yeah. ship of shit sailed. Yeah. So with WK, I was just thinking like, wow, this, that would be so crazy. Like I, I was Again I was in the mind fr- mindset of like A year ago I'm thinking You know poor me I'm never going to get any more Andrew WK music um, Like I wonder if In 200 years like Somebody will Some influential person will Pick up his CD and finally put it in And be like wow this is really good and then everyone's like Oh my goodness
1: <laughs> That kind of reminds <laughs> me of like, what would it be like some, a- some kind of like Comedy time travel scenario <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> It's like, uh, actually being like 200 years in the future and everyone, it's like this strange alternate reality where everyone's worshiping Andrew WK. <laughs>
0: oh man.
1: And it's like, what? Everyone loves Andrew WK. Oh yeah. It's the best thing. He's, he's the, you know, he's like pictures and like inscribed on temples and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, his artwork, this artwork is,
0: uh, is right in line with that yeah
1: like do you, do you remember that movie um demolition man with sylvester stallone and wesley snipes uh yeah yeah i remember that um and how they time travel to the future and in the future taco bell is fine dining <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember that part you don't remember that
0: it's in Demolition Man.
1: Dem- yeah, Demolition Man, and so like, uh, it's because they're all playing these like. It's the same kind <laughs> of scenario. It's like, what would be funny about the future if like, oh my gosh, somehow, in some way, Taco Bell, was able to become like, the favorite food place <laughs> in the whole United States and was like fine dining. I think if my memory serves, I feel like they reference some kind of like. Restaurant Wars or, or something oh, that wow. took place that Taco Bell won. But that's the same kind of scenario. It's like in the future, in some kind of strange scenario, of all people, Andrew WK becomes like the most popular and loved musician of all time, and every everyone bemoans his obscurity uh, at, at when he was alive. But finally, they've come to realize and come to terms with how incredible it is.
0: Man, I need to watch Demolition Man again.
1: Yeah. It's not a, it's, it's kind of a, it's a very silly movie that doesn't quite, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that's funny.
1: Well, I think that's it for today. I had a good time chatting, Richard.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Zach. And, uh, next week we'll, we'll have a, uh, a guest on the podcast. Um, this is a guy who I have never actually talked to in person, but, um, we've shared emails a couple times and he wanted to come on the podcast. And so we said, sure. Why not? You're, you can come on next episode. So, uh, or awesome. ne- next, next one. So, um, Can't wait. we'll have him on. And I don't know what he's going to want to talk about, but, uh, we'll just roll with it. Perfect. Well, until then, we'll see you later. Okay. Thanks. Man. All right. Bye.